This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. I think I'm going to get you this week because I know that you've been playing PS5 for the last two days. Meanwhile, I have been deep in the I actually haven't played that much. I haven't played. Like, so I woke up at 5.30, went to Best Buy to get it at 6 in the morning yesterday. Got it, brought it home, downloaded my games. I had 25 minutes uh, to to play after they were all downloaded before I had to start work. I work, I played for an hour on lunch, and then got off at 6, uh, went over to see my aunt real quick while she's in from Vegas, and then uh, got home at like 10, played till 1, and then today I played from 6 to 7.30. That's funny. Anyway, I'm probably going to – I think I got you this week. I think you uh, got me too. Uh, I think there's – so we make five unique picks every week, right? Uh, I think that I have like seven picks written down that I really, really like this week. So hopefully you'll cover the two that I, I didn't end up picking. I, uh, I, I saw some that I really liked, but I wanted to go with these tougher ones to see if I could pick it right. So. Oh, that was, that's foolish. That, is, that, sounds like, that sounds like you're already making an excuse. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to whoop your ass even worse. Do you want to start um, the show? Yeah, let's start the show. Welcome in, everybody, to <laughs> Fan to Fan Bonus Picks Podcast, number six of these bad boys. Parker, what's up? Oh, uh, sorry. I was cleaning my teeth with my tongue. Mm, okay. Um, do you have an answer for the question, what's up? Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm checking with my lawyer. Uh, he says that I don't have to answer that. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so we're starting to slow down. Let's be honest about it. Just a not, touch. Not by a ton. Not by a ton. But we are starting to slow down. Just going to read the standings off. After week five of the bonus picks pod, Parker is now 13-6-1 with a total of plus 250 on the money line. Parker, which game did you get last week on the money so, line? Uh, I hit Giants. Uh, on the money line last week mm. over the Redskins or over the football club, the football club who, by the way, I finally this week, I will not pick them for the first time in a while. Uh, so you are 13, six and one plus two fifty on the money line. I am 12, seven and one plus one eighty five. I finally got a money line game dolphins over the Cardinals. Ha ha. I told you so. Um, but it's been within a game for what? Three weeks in a row now. Uh, pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I think you got me pretty bad week one, then I caught up a little bit week two, and then since then it's been a game. You've had a one-game lead like the whole time. Yeah, I actually – so I would have hit on Bears-Titans if the Bears had either A, hit their two-point conversion with like four minutes left in the fourth quarter, or B, just kicked an extra point. I heard uh, that uh, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh huh. So I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure that's accurate, but that's what I heard, and it definitely doesn't count in gambling money. Uh, no, gonna... absolutely not. I'm just—it's a moral victory. <laughs> yeah, that's like the week I lost my uh, parlay because Washington couldn't get oh, yeah. an extra point for seven hundred dollars. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. My first pick: the Browns against the Houston Texans. Browns at home. Only favored by three and a half points. The five and three Cleveland Browns against the two and six Texans in Cleveland. Only favored by three and a half points. On top of these teams just being one at an end of the totem pole compared to the other, 
The Browns are probably going to get Nick Chubb back. You want to know what the Texans do against the run? Nothing. 28th ranked defense against the run. 23rd ranked defensive line as far as success rate goes. The Browns are going to run all over the Texans. You're going to see some Kareem Hunt. I know he hasn't been great in Nick Chubb's absence, um, but that's because Nick Chubb wasn't there. Like when Nick Chubb is there, Kareem Hunt becomes even better. They turn into a Swiss army knife of running backs, those two. Um, I think the Browns are going to win this by like 14 points, so three and a half. That's easy. I'm actually, I don't know why I didn't make this my lock, but I didn't. So now I'm sticking with it. Browns minus three and a half, easy money. Uh, It's a good pick. I don't have it, but hearing you explain it, I actually do kind of like it. Uh, I do like that. I'm like a little skittish about the Browns, I think, right now in general. They've been a little up and down. They're three and five against the spread. Uh, Not that like the Texans are world beaters, but, you know, they could get Deshaun Watson, I think, quite easily. Uh, There's always the possibility, but I don't. I, I like that pick. I would say that it was my eighth pick on the board was that pick. Uh... So one thing I feel like this week is I just feel like there's like a bunch of lines where the wrong team is just favored. Like just straight up, I have like four, I had circled like four different picks that I was like, what is going on here? But I'm going to – so I'm going to start with um, the Bills. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Cardinals this week, which seems like nuts. Like I love the Cardinals as much as Kyler Murray's family loves the Cardinals, right? That's well established, but they shouldn't be favorites against the Bills, who are seven and two and coming off maybe their best game of the year this year. Uh, I don't. I just like don't understand that line. I don't get it, and I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, uh, that's actually my second game. Yeah. Uh, I, it just seems way too easy. I mean, yeah, you might just want to take the Bills on the money line. I guess you get plus one fifteen which is bananas, um, but it's the battle of the dual-threat quarterbacks. Uh, the Cardinals are missing a couple people on defense, including possibly Buda Baker. And if Buda Baker yeah. and Dre Kirkpatrick aren't out there, sorry, Cardinals. You, yeah. you, just, you just don't stand a chance against this offense, especially this offense that finally found it again, right? We saw a couple yeah. weeks of a really, really rough uh, Buffalo Bills offense, and now it just seems like – they got it, and I don't think they they might lose it for a week here or a week there, but I don't think they're going to lose it for multiple weeks like they did. Um, it's also, this is interesting, and I think this is partially the reason why the spread is so close. The Bills win games on third down. Uh, they are the third best third down offense in the league. I'm going to say a lot of threes here. Let me just restart. The Bills are the third best third down offense in the league, and the Cardinals are the third best third down defense in the league. Hmm. Typically, when it comes to a stat like that, I, and I'm really only assuming here, but it's more of an educated guess, I would assume that the defense is going to come out on top more often than the offense, which is why I think the Cardinals are getting a couple more points than they should on top of the fact that it's in Arizona. Um, But it's going to be Josh MVP Allen back out there again, slanging the rock. Uh, He's going to – I can almost guarantee he's going to have some some, uh, substance or production, I guess, on the ground as he tries to match the best running quarterback we've seen since Michael Vick uh, in Kyler Murray, who is, I think, over 500 rushing yards already this season. Um, But I got the Bills. I, I don't think it'll be a huge win, but they're favored, and I think they'll squeak a win out against Arizona. 
I think so too. But I think it'll be a close game, and I think it'll be like kind of a a, a high scoring affair. So whatever the over is, it looks like fifty six and a half. I'd probably take that over. Uh, I like that quite a bit. <clears throat> so should I make my pick since I used one of your picks? Yes, yes, you should. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take uh, something that I feel like I've done a few times. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers, who are favored by 13.5 over the Jaguars. Uh, the Packers just put bad teams away. We saw it with the 49ers last last week or the week before recently. Uh, and my question to you is, who do you think is better, the Jaguars or that 49ers team that got the shit beat out of them? The 49ers. Yeah, so tell me how, to, tell me how the Packers aren't going to win by two touchdowns. There's only one way, and it's if Luton comes out and is like the real deal. And even if he is, I don't think it would matter enough to affect the spread by more than a point or two, right, realistically. Uh, it's in Lambeau Field, uh, so you're going into the cold weather, which Aaron Rodgers, of course, is inherently used to because he's been there for a gajillion years. I, I, I don't see – this, to me, is another one that almost just seems too easy. Uh, just an easy one for me. Yeah, on top of that, let's – if you just look at the Packer, Packers' victories throughout the year, it kind of piggybacks off what you said, but they win by double digits when they do win. 34-17 against the Niners, 35-20 against the Texans, 30-16 against the Falcons, 37-30 against the Saints, 42-21 against the Lions. The oh, only one of those that wasn't a 14-point game or more was the Vikings in week one, which they still scored 43 points. The Vikings just kind of matched them with 34, but yeah. the Jaguars team is not putting up 34 points no. on Sunday. Uh, uh, I like that pick. That's actually my lock. I went out of order on accident. I'll put that in here now. My lock is the Packers 13 and a half over uh, the just really bad Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, if I had to say anything to scare you, it would be their two losses this year is 28 to 22 against the horrid Minnesota Vikings, but it was right when Delvin Cook started turning into a supernova, and 38 to 10 against the Bucks. So when they don't show up all the way, they don't show up at all. Yeah, I think that Bucks game was maybe a little bit of an anomaly, a little bit of a, a point on the chart that you go, mm, just going to get rid of this one. Uh, it certainly seems like it. I mean, the Packers have been lights out against these bad teams. They haven't missed a beat. So I, I expect that to continue. I, I don't see any reason why it won't. I'm going to give you my, my third one. And if you steal my lock after this, I'm going to be pissed at you. That was okay? my lock. Packers is my lock. No, but if you can oh, okay. still have, you know, my next, my third game is Seahawks plus one and a half at the Rams. I'm guessing you have this game and that's fine. That's my uh, money line pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good money line pick. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. The Seahawks might have the best offense or the second or third best offense at worst in the NFC. Uh, Russell Wilson does as much as you can do to cancel out Aaron Donald just by being able to move outside the pocket. He's not going to run for 80, 90 yards like he used to be able to do, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have escapability within the pocket. He's still maybe the best at that. It is hard to bring that guy down. His pocket awareness is second to nobody maybe other than Aaron Rodgers. Let me ask you a question about Seahawks Rams. It's in Los Angeles, right? It's a Rams home game. Yep. The I have I have gone so far as to get statistics for this episode this week. You're welcome everybody. Wow. Uh against the spread, away teams are 72 and 62 and away dogs are 50 and 35 against the spread. 
I'm liking those numbers. Yeah. 50-35 against the spread for away dogs? That's like... And then the Seahawks are an away dog? Give me that. I want that. I want that. I want that in my mouth. Yum, 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 yum. Do you know what the money line is here? I'm here. I'm checking it. Okay, so you have them plus 110. You and your little pussy money lines. Just playing to win, man. I'm just... uh, I'm Sam Bradfording over here. I'm... I'm throwing a little eight-yard slants on these money line picks, and I'm hitting them, you know, kind of. Whatever, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right. I guess I want to discuss this, even though it's not necessarily about gambling. The Rams, week three, week four, I was like, shit, this team's for real. Uh, I think they're going to the NFC title game. Uh, over the last three weeks, we've seen them lose to the beat-up Niners 24-16. And they took care of the Bears, but the Bears are falling apart. Kind of. And then they lost to the Dolphins, and they lost pretty bad to the Dolphins. It took the Dolphins kind of taking their foot off the gas pedal to even make it semi-competitive. It was still an 11-point game. Where I don't need an exact ranking, but where do you rank this Rams team? Like, what Boy, are they? I have I mean... no idea what they are. So I was looking at this. There's kind of a glut of five and three teams. So it's the Rams, the Raiders, the Dolphins, and they might be the worst of those five and three teams. They're they're in the they're NFC. better than the Dolphins. They're Maybe. better than the Raiders too. Ah. I I would say that with with some confidence. So, so how about this? They're properly matched with those other five and three teams, which are the Dolphins and the Raiders. And I don't think you or I think e- either of those two teams are like elite teams that are going to do damage in the playoffs. All right, rank the top three teams out of this. Cardinals, Raiders, Rams, Browns, Dolphins. I go Cardinals. Browns, Cardinals. No, I go Browns, Rams, Cardinals. I still would take the Rams over the Cardinals. Give me Cardinals, Browns, Rams. If it's like full health, I really like this. The what the Browns are going to look like this week. I'm very intrigued. I really hope they win by a lot because I think that like Baker, as more of a game manager style quarterback with this elite running game, is going to be really good. I think that that's like a really solid setup to to have a really competitive. Yeah, team. I don't understand how you put the Cardinals above them. They've just honestly, they've just been more impressive. When the Cardinals are on, they're the best team. When they're but they're not on all the time. It seems like they're a little hot and cold. But when the Cardinals, like the Cardinals could win a game against any of those teams. They also might be able to lose a game against any of those teams. Just depends. Listen to this, this weirdness of the Browns. I'm just, I'm surfing the web right now and finding all kinds of funky (laughs) things. Are you extremely online? In their three losses, the Browns have six, seven, and six points. In their five wins, they have 35, 34, 49, 32, and 37. That's weird. That seems almost impossible. Ravens week one. Steelers week, what is it? Week, are we going on week nine? Week seven? Week six? And Raiders, Raiders last week. Hmm. That, I mean, I get it. You're playing two really good defenses in two of those games, and you're playing the Raiders, who isn't, who aren't an awful defense. But that difference between a good day and a bad day for the Browns. I don't I don't I don't want to put that all on Baker Mayfield, but it feels like a lot like Baker Mayfield. Could be. Like... All right, give me your next game since you only have one of your three normal picks in. So uh how about this? We'll talk about this one because we both have it. Uh I have the Ravens by seven and a half over the Patriots, which I told also... you not to steal my lock. Sorry, man. I this is too. This is like easy money. I think too. 
like, did anybody watch the? Did anybody in Las Vegas watch the Patriots last week? Did anybody watch them give up twenty-seven points to the New York Jets? Potentially one of the worst offenses in the history of football. Because I watched that happen, and like the idea that somehow the Ravens aren't going to put up thirty-five points on them to me is, I don't know, a little a little too much respect even for the Patriots. This might be the most wild line of the year. That's why it's my line. line. Yeah. The Ravens only minus seven against the Patriots. I mean, first of all, when the Patriots were good, their last six games against the spread, the Ravens were 4-1-1. One, and one. When they were good, yeah. the Ravens were covering the spread. And now, I mean, the Patriots finally got a win after a four-game losing streak. Cool. Like you said, they beat the fucking Jets. By three points. By three points, and it took like – Cam Newton just like stepping up and saying, I'm not losing this fucking game, which yeah. you can do against the Jets. You can't do it against the Ravens. Um, before the last two weeks, they had scored six, 12, and 10 points the three weeks before that. I don't, I mean, I know they scored 21 against the Bills and 30 against the Jets. I don't think that's a sign of things getting back on track. I think it's more water finding its level. Also, yes. in the last five games, the Patriots are 0-4-1 against the spread. So nothing points towards the Patriots here. Nothing. They have hit maybe the hottest streak they're going to have for the whole season, scoring 51 points over two games. They're not going to do that again. And the Ravens are the Ravens. It's Lamar Jackson. It's maybe the best defense in football. It's a good running game. And I... I Wait, what do you just give me a final score for this game? 42 17. I was already, I was gonna say 38 14. That was yeah. my number. Like, it's this it's is gonna be a college football game, yeah. Like, a bad college, it'll be like Ohio State versus Northwestern. Thank you. Yes, I was gonna say Rutgers, but I, I Rutgers might be decent. This Maybe year, Michigan I State. I don't know. Maybe Michigan. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that. I no, was gonna, 38, I that's where you were gonna go. 38 14. That Michigan's going to lose by more than that. <laughs> oh, man. They are. That I'm hurts. Serious. That really yeah, fucking sucks. You know I don't want to say it, but I got to yeah, say it. All right, give me your – is this your last pick? This so, last yeah, pick? so my last pick here. Uh, I am going to once again find the chaos of the NFC East and let it wash over me and let the wormhole spit me out into another dimension where the New York Jets – are four-point underdogs to the Eagles, and I want it. Give me the Giants. Did yeah, I say you the said Jets? Me, I meant the Giants. Jets. Give me the Giants. <laughs> uh, uh, I I think I was right last week by just, like, picking the craziest – what's, like, the craziest outcome in the NFC East. Yes, I'll take that. And I'm going to do it again this week. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna see if I can maybe catch, catch a little bit of fire here in my hands. Yeah. Um, let me tell you why I like it. One, the, the Eagles have three wins already. It's way too early in the season for a team in the NFC East to get to four wins, being that you only are allowed to have five. <laughs> Two, the Giants are my money line pick, plus 175. Oh, that's a good one. The Eagles. Giants uh, are six and three against the spread. Not, not that I'm saying the Giants are anything special, because they're not. No. Um, but, like, Two of the Eagles' three wins are a one-point win against the Giants and then beating the Cowboys. Okay, the Eagles, I'm not counting them out as being the second-worst team in this division. I think the worst team because of injuries is the Cowboys. But I'm not counting them out as being worse than both Washington and the Giants. I refuse to – I mean, do I think it's likely that they're worse than both those teams? No. But is there a chance they are? 100%. 
They lost to Washington. They beat the Giants by one. It's like a tight division race. You know what I'm saying? We're going to yeah. see who explodes. And even in a 23-9 win against the Cowboys in their putrid defense, Carson Wentz, 15-27, 123 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, the guy sucks. The guy's trash. Then Jalen Hurts should be starting for that team. And I don't think it's, hmm, can we start Jalen Hurts? I think it's start fucking Jalen Hurts right now. I would be yeah. screaming it if I was an Eagles fan. This, this guy didn't win you anything. Nick Foles won you a Super Bowl. Nick Foles beat Philadelphia. Carson Wentz has not earned the franchise quarterback tag where I'm not losing my job until you absolutely have to take it away because of an eight-game stretch he had three years ago. There's, there's no reason for him to be looked at as like the savior of Philadelphia, which it feels like the coaching staff there still is. What is what, what are you gaining by keeping him in? 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the year. His completion percentage is below 60. I just, I just don't understand what they're doing there. I totally agree. Uh, Jalen Hurts must look really bad in practice. Something. They I don't. I honestly he, don't think that's it. I think we would have heard that by now. They've brought him out case. for a few plays. Like every once in a while, he pops out and they run like a weird like bootleg with him or something. But uh, I, I agree. I, I and maybe it's because it's they they're a little. I think that if you're the Eagles, you got to be looking at this division and saying this is our division to win. Or maybe in the more NFC East style language, this is our division to lose. Uh, and that keeps you from going to Jalen Hurts at this point because you don't know. That's a big unknown, right? That's a that's a risk. Uh, and if you're the Eagles, you're probably trying to minimize risk right now. So you kind of bring with the one that brought you, dance with the one that brought you, the devil you know. It's a lot of, like, syllogisms right there. Uh, so I guess it could be that. I'm just playing. I'm just thinking about why. You know, I, I don't have a good reason. That's it. All right. We're going to do this every week, it, it seems like, because it's just a fun question to ask on a weekly basis. Who's winning the NFC East? I still think it's going to be the Eagles. Okay. Uh, my heart, I don't know why I, I am ride or, riding or dying for this team right now. That was like the weirdest sounding thing I've ever heard when I finished those words uh, instead of ride or die. Um but there's something about this Washington team that I just believe in, man. And I think it might be as simple as the defensive line, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, um, I'll tell you one thing about the Washington Football Club, and it is that if I'm the Lions, I'm very scared to play against the narrative of Alex Smith this week. It just it, it, In animes, they have plot armor. Alex, we might get plot armored by Alex Smith this week. You want to know it does really well against Ben, but don't break defense? Alex Smith's dink and dunk style. Ben, but don't break offense. I mean, yeah. that Gibson's going to run all over us. Uh, Kenny Galladay's out. It's. Hawk uh, is questionable for some reason. Hawk is I didn't questionable. See what happened He'll to play. Him, but... He always is questionable. Yeah. Uh, so, what if I told you minus 165 for the Eagles, plus 350 for the Cowboys, plus 450 for the Washington Football Club? And plus twelve hundred for the Giants. I might have to take the Giants there. Plus twelve hundred. I mean, yeah, the Giants at plus twelve hundred. I mean, they're only one game behind, right? Where's the football club at? What are they? At? Yeah, I mean, everybody's one game behind. I think. 
That's yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. I'm telling you, this is just like this is. This is nobody's going to care about this, but this is just like how soccer is right now. There's like the NFC East is like a soccer league where the results are radical. They are off the wall. There is no rhyme or reason to them. They're just pure chaos, and it's best to just embrace the chaos. It's best to just let it wash over you. I got a couple of prop bets for you. Cool. Plus one thousand, Steelers go sixteen and zero. I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mm. think they go. I don't think they go sixteen and zero. But that's not the question. You get plus one thousand odds here. I just, it feels like flushing money down the toilet. But I mean, sure. Like if you put twenty bucks on that, what? So what do you get back from that? A thousand and twenty dollars. Is that how that works? All right. Let me read you the schedule. That is not how that works. I'll explain <laughs> that. <laughs> Okay. 18, 6 and 1, baby. Don't have to know how it works. Sunday versus the Bengals. So that's Allen. Then next week at Jacksonville. That's two more wins. Then you have your biggest test of the season the following week. Home versus the Ravens. You already beat the Ravens in Baltimore. And then home versus Washington. And then your second biggest test of the season at Buffalo. And then at Cincinnati. Home versus the Colts at Cleveland. I mean, that's not super easy. It it, no, it's feels not like super there's a easy. loss in there. There there should be a loss in there. It'll that Bills be... game is gonna be dangerous. I actually think that football the game against the football club might be dangerous as well, because we've already kind of seen the Steelers like look ahead a week kind of with the Cowboys this week. Uh I you know. I'm gonna call you Bob Quinn because that feels like a smartest guy in the room type of oh, thing. Oh come right on. There. Uh, Reading the tea leaves. Uh, All right. Let's stick with the Steelers. So I actually really like the Bengals to cover seven and a half this week. That was the pick that I almost picked that I didn't. It was the first pick I didn't pick. Uh, The Bengals are six and two against the spread, and Joe Burrow just looks better and better every week. Okay, then over under 47 and a half. If it goes over, I think the Bengals cover. If it goes under, I think most of those points will be to the Steelers. I think over. Not I really like the over on that. This game could very easily beat. Well, what did you say the number was? 47 and a half. So 28, 28 21. 21. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah, for sure. Also, Cincinnati 6 1 and 1 against the spread this year. I got 6 and 2. Steelers are 6 and 2. I, I guess it probably that. depends on what website you've gone because we're talking a half point here, a half point there. Um. I don't think I have any other prop bets for. I don't think I have any other prop bets for you. Hmm. Uh, you want to cool. make one up? Make one up right on the fly. Uh, Pressure's on. Here you go, Parker. Make uh, a Viking up. wins. Viking wins over under seven. They're at three. They're three and five right now. Under. They're gonna hit six. No. Ooh. No. Uh, I'm gonna call even. So six and a half. Give me six and a half. I'll take the over. Okay. I think it'd All be right. seven and a half before it would be six and a half. Then I'm taking the under. Give me a number. Is it six or seven and a half? Seven and a half. Under. Okay. I, I think I'd still take the over. I actually think that the Vikings are, if Dalvin Cook is on the field, about to become the second place team in that division pretty easily. That's a lot of ground to make up on the Bears. I mean, I know they've already started. You know who covers a lot of ground? Dalvin Cook. You know what? I changed my mind. I looked at their schedule. They're going to be the second place. Yeah, team remember NFC. that they play in the NFC North. I, they have a game against the Packers left. No, nope, both of them already done. Yeah, they do have to play the Bucks. 
and the Saints. But that's it. Other than that, those two, Bears, both of Cowboys, those teams Jags. are. That's a split to me. They could win one, so lose one. Either of those teams. They have two versus the Bears. I come on. You're, I feel like you're getting a little too hype with the Dalvin Cook train. This it's more. Like, it's more. I, I think that the Buccaneers especially have been a little feast or famine this year. Uh, the Saints have been too in certain situations, but if the Saints start looking more like they did last week consistently, then that would be a loss. But they could beat the Buccaneers, who if they have another one of those weird weeks where they just like can't do anything. I think it'll all come down to if they can beat the Bears twice. If they beat the Bears twice, they'd probably finish second in the division. All right, last thing. Last thing before we go. Uh, will you scat for a minute while I pull it up? Uh, I will not scat for a minute. That is not something that I would like to do on my podcast. Let me, while you're looking that up, I'm going to do a little preview for what I imagine we'll end up covering uh, on this upcoming week of shows. Uh, I'm anticipating a little bit of soccer talk because the United States men's national team played against Wales in the first game in 10 months. And that's just something I care about. So deal with it. And the NBA is also like, it's really starting to spin really fast right now. Uh, things are happening in the NBA, but only in like the rumor department. Uh, so I imagine that by the time Sunday rolls around, we'll have a few things to say about that. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. The draft is coming up, and like Russell Westbrook, it seems like is on his way out the door right now. But maybe James Harden is. Maybe they both are. Uh, it's getting weird, wet, and wild out there. Uh, and I think that we'll probably spend a lot of time covering that. So if you're sick of hearing us talk about football, we'll probably do a little less football because I think, like, the li- I can't see a reason where we spend more than 15 minutes talking about the Lions Redskins, right? Lions football club uh, game. Football week. club. Football club. Well, all right. I'm trying to find the odds for that game specifically, but every single one of these betting websites is blocked on my work computer. Uh, but the closest thing I found, and I think this is right, the Lions are four-point favorites. I got it right here on ESPN. It's four-and-a-half, Lions by four-and-a-half, uh, and the money line is uh, the football club plus 175. Sorry, I didn't know that's what you were doing. I would have I just spoke up. I, well, I was just on ESPN. It, would, mine, it didn't pop up on mine. Uh, I think I'd take Washington money line there. Uh I this is a big stay away for me. I can see any outcome at all. I, I see them all. My third eye is wide open to this game. Okay. Then before I wrap it up, I just want to let you know what plus one thousand means. If you bet one hundred dollars, you receive a thousand dollars. Yeah, return. I was like, I was only like eight dollars off. You were thirteen six and five hundred percent off. Six and one. You were. 20% of what it needed to be. Don't need to know the rules to win the game. <laughs> you would have won 10% of the money. That's right. All, All right, right, let's cool. get out of here. Let's go. I want to go play my brand new PlayStation 5 that none of you fuckers listening have. Thank you all so much for listening to Fan to Fan Detroit. <laughs> for Double P, Producer Parker, and myself, thank you so much for listening. You got us to 1,000 views on the normal podcast last week. You guys are the bomb there. We appreciate you all. Like Parker said, some soccer, some baseball, some basketball. Oh, yeah, Of course, baseball. some football for you guys on Sunday or on Tuesday. We record on Sunday. Um, it'll all be there for you. It might be a long show. We might just cover everything for a shortish period of time. We'll see how it goes. I mean, if you really want to know how it goes, tune in Tuesday at 730. Thank you all for listening so much. We will see you next week. Peace.